0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the FFP. My name is Christian, and today we're going to talk about Tom Brady, because quite honestly, it feels like everyone's talking about Tom Brady, and if I'm being uh, honest again, it feels like nobody really knows what they're talking about when they talk about Tom Brady. It's absolutely crazy the things that I'm hearing. Yes, he is coming off of, honestly, a disappointing season, both fantasy-wise and football-wise. And, of course, really finished that off with one of the worst plays of his career. It's very unfortunate for Tom Brady, but, you know, pick six to lose a playoff game, not much you can say about that. Uh, That being said, I think that the, I don't know what the opposite of hype is, but everyone's just completely hopped off the Tom Brady train. And the hype train to be on right now is the Patriots Dynasty is over train, which is absolutely crazy to me. And I kid you not, I've seen this as an article title in like five different articles and videos, and I've heard people say it, um, panicking, hitting the panic button on the Patriots, hitting the panic button on Tom Brady. And to me, this seems absolutely absurd. When you begin to look at the numbers i actually have some more confidence in brady than most people do that's why i'm going to call this video the truth about tom brady and his future in the nfl because i don't think that we have a real proper understanding of what 27 or excuse me 2019 wow uh, what 2019 was like for tom brady and the new england patriots while some things were bad Not as bad as everyone seems, so let's break it down. Uh, He did go into 2019 statistically bad. He finished the year with 24 touchdown passes, his worst touchdown totals since 2006. So yeah, that's less than desirable. However, we'll talk later about just some of the things that weren't so great about it. However, there are some things to note from a football perspective, which this video is going to focus largely on a fantasy perspective, but from a football perspective, it's absolutely not time to hit the panic button. The New England Patriots have one of the best coaches in the league. They have a elite defense, one of the best and most disciplined defenses in the NFL, and they've still got at least a manageable quarterback. If Brady comes into 2020 playing like he played in 2019, they still have a shot to win a Super Bowl. Keep in mind that the Patriots won two Super Bowls with Tom Brady before Brady had his first 30 touchdown pass season. They don't need him to be Superman, Aaron Rodgers, miraculous uh, comeback kid. They just need him to manage to get some first downs, to make some key plays here and there, and to get the offense rolling just enough. That's really the way it's been for them for, for quite a while now. And in fact, when you look at it in those two Super Bowls, not only did he have um, not that many touchdowns, again, didn't have his first 30 touchdown pass season until um quite a while into his career but he didn't actually have a quarterback rating of higher than 88 for the first five years of his career which, by the way, is the reference number there, because in 2019, that was his passer rating, was a passer rating of 88. So he went the first five years of his career winning two Super Bowls before really stepping up to the numbers of the Tom Brady-esque that we know, which really started to turn around when they added, of course, Randy Moss in 2007. So let's break down the numbers. Why am I not worried about the soon-to-be or will-be 43-year-old quarterback coming in this 2020 season? All right, so here's the thing. Um, when we talk about Tom Brady, I think a lot of people will give him excuses that it wasn't his fault. He didn't have the wide receiving core that he needed. He didn't have a good tight end. He didn't have the weapons that he needed to throw to. And I completely agree with that sentiment. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to make a case to essentially say that some of his statistical problems weren't necessarily his fault, but the fault of players around him. However, before I do that, I want to put sort of a disclaimer out there that I think the adjustments the Patriots need to make to get him those weapons and get him that talent is not major. So when we go through, we talk about these stats, I'm going to blame it on a lot of other players. And for good reason, for good reason, I am not just defending Brady to defend Brady. Um, I want to look at the truth here. And I truly believe that Brady is going to be fine in 2020, at least from his standards. But um, but again, I, I do want to remind that as we begin to talk about other issues with the Patriots, don't get overhyped with the Patriots roster Stux. They still have a lot of great weapons. They've got some good offensive linemen and a stud defense. They just need to get a few more pieces to help him out. Speaking of which, they've got one, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is a stud wide receiver. He is a great possession guy. He is reliable. He is dependable. He is a playmaker. And when we go back to when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, that playoffs was all Julian Edelman. This guy is phenomenal. But outside of him, they struggle. They don't have the weapons that they need to have. And of course, that is going to be a problem. Why wouldn't it be a problem? Um, for starters, we all know that they needed other wide receivers. The Patriots knew they needed other wide receivers. Heck, they went out and signed Antonio Brown. That's a very un move. But they did it because they knew they needed an additional wideout. Of course, after one good game, it didn't work out. And they went out and tried to get Mohamed Sanu. And that didn't work out. Um, and you just further and further find the Patriots' trying to add weapons to Brady's arsenal, and they just failed to do so. It's very hard to add weapons mid-season, and so when you get caught in that position, Sometimes you just kind of kick the bucket and say, well, I wish we would have made these adjustments earlier in the year. And further, wouldn't you struggle with injuries? Julian is a great wide out, but he was hampered, uh, slowed down, and struggled by injury. Because while he didn't miss a single game due to injury, it is important to know that he showed up on the Patriots injury report on two-thirds of all weeks in 2019. That's absolutely crazy. Most notably, those injuries being the knee and the shoulder. Those are tough injuries to deal with especially the knee and so you can imagine why that was a problem for him and why sometimes in big games against good cornerbacks he slowed down and he struggled and that really hurt the offense I mean you go against the Patriots and they've got one wide receiver to face against and he's banged up and he's a little bit slower that's a pretty easy day for the defense really hard for me to blame the Patriots on that one but of course, again, they tried to adjust that position. They had tried to adjust the wideouts and get some weapons and help him out and keep him healthy, but it failed. But what about the tight end position? Because they didn't offer Tom Brady any help at the tight end position either. I mean, his top weapon was Benjamin Watson, who finished the season with 17 catches for 171 yards. This is a guy in Tom Brady who is used to Gronk, one of the best run blocking tight ends, a phenomenal playmaker who's got great hands. And then you go to a now retired, very old Benjamin Watson who just couldn't perform the same way that Gronk did. Um, and again, these are very easy fixes with guys like Philip Dorsett at wide receiver. They don't need three or four good more wideouts. They need one more wideout. That's what they need. They need one more tight end. And you know how easy it is to go out and get an improvement on what they had last year? Again, I'm not hitting the panic button because free agency, the draft, it's so easy nowadays to go out and get just one piece that I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not worried. I fully think that they will. But I also want to say that I don't think that the receiving core, the wideouts and the tight ends that they had were the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue that hurt Tom Brady was, in fact, the offensive line. So when we actually begin to break down the numbers, the Patriots' offensive line was a much bigger problem than their wide receivers. As I mentioned, you've got a couple of guys that are fair depth. You've got Mohamed Sanu. You've got Philip Dorsett. You've got Julian Edelman. Okay, you've got some weapons. For me, the offensive line was the real problem. Let's break down some numbers. For starters, let's break down the tackles because the tackles are the main guys stopping the pass rushers. They are your keys to having a good pass blocking offensive line. And the Patriots' offensive tackles ranked 29th and 52nd in pass blocking. So that right there is a major problem. One is below average, near the worst in the NFL, 29th, and one is way below. 52nd is absolutely brutal. That needs to get better. But of course, it gets worse than that. Their guard, Shaq Mason, ranked 27th. So he was also below the uh, kind of expected number that you really hope him to be. Have. He doesn't need to be top five. He just needs to be up there somewhere on the list. And one of the few guys that they really typically rely on is their center, uh, David Andrews. He's a really dependable guy, really solid. But he goes on the IR, and they replace him with Ted Carrass. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but it doesn't matter. And Ted comes in, and he finishes 30th in pass blocking. Um, so as a whole, they really struggled. Their offensive line, due to injury and some disappointing play, was not very good. Furthermore, sometimes teams who struggle with their offensive line, you can scheme around it. And how do you scheme around it? First of all, you make quick plays. We'll talk about that in a second. But one of the biggest ways you scheme around it is you use other players to help block. And the tight end position is essentially built for that. Hey, we need you to catch balls, but we also need you to block. Many teams actually believe that tight ends being able to block is more important than them being able to catch. That's why we see guys like Kyle Rudolph, loved by NFL coaches, even though he's not a phenomenal receiver. But Furthermore, um, the, my point here being Benjamin Watson. He was member their top tight end. He was their guy. He actually ranked, uh, according to the metrics, he ranked 43rd among tight ends in blocking. 43rd among tight ends. So that was a real problem that the Patriots didn't have a dependable guy for them to lean on and say, "Hey, come in here and block for us and help us get that going." So that was a major problem uh, for them. Again, blocking being bigger than a bigger problem than their wide receivers. They will get David Andrews back, so you get an automatic boost to your offensive line next year, and you can coach up. Here's the thing. Uh, We talked about adding additions to the team, and the Patriots will certainly add some additions to their team, hopefully a tight end. I fully believe a tight end is their biggest need right now. Um, But the offensive line is another position they could add. They also don't necessarily need to. I would love to see them go out and get a tackle, get some help on the offensive line, but you can also coach it up. Uh, kind of an industry secret, so to speak, Um, for people who maybe haven't been around football in a long time or never really played football super in-depth. The offensive line is one of the most complex and important parts of a team, and the scheming to it is very difficult and very crucial to the success of a running game and a passing game. It's funny, you could probably take an NFL playbook and look at the passing concepts, the routes that are being ran and everything like that. You could probably handle it. You could probably also hand some of the calls for the running plays. None of that is all... that terribly complex. Um, typically NFL plays aren't, one play isn't too complex, it's the whole thing and memorizing 500 different little pieces of detail and it's just it gets overwhelming. The one part that is complex, that takes some real intelligence, is the blocking schemes. That's why we saw guys like some of the most successful tight ends of all time, like, say, Matt Burke for the Ravens. Um, He was a Harvard grad. This guy was a genius. And you kind of need to be to lead such a complex part of the offense. And so simply having another year for the Patriots to coach these guys and to make some scheming adjustments is going to be huge. I would be willing to put some money down right now and say the Patriots offensive line will be better next year than it was this last year. And it needs to be. I'm going to read off some numbers right now, so my apologies if I'm not looking at the camera, but uh, they had some serious issues and some real struggles because of the offensive line. For starters, uh, Tom Brady took some hits that I don't necessarily think he needed to take. However, despite their offensive line struggling, 23 other quarterbacks got sacked more than Tom Brady last year. The New England Patriots, when you look back on the film knowing what their offensive line was like, the New England Patriots were actually quite impressive at simply making the needed adjustments. They stopped him from getting hit more than he absolutely needed to, as much as they could at least, Um, and when they get improvements to their offensive line, it'll be curious to see what Brady can do with some more time, because in fact, he threw the ball in just 2.58 seconds on average. So on average, he was averaging basically two and a half seconds. Now, if you know anything about football, if a quarterback is spending upwards of two and a half seconds... The more time you get away north of two and a half is more time more scrambling more need to block anything less than or at two and a half seconds is not very much time that's some pretty quick snap stuff and it takes a really intelligent quarterback to be able to make those reads Interestingly enough, when Brady had less than two and a half seconds to throw the ball, he actually had a better passer rating. When he did that, his pass rating was 91.1. So that's actually really interesting and impressive what he was able to do, despite not having quite as much time as some of these other guys. But again, because the offensive line struggled, they were really forced into some bad situations. But again, I really, really want to emphasize this idea that Brady and Belichick managed it well. Uh, Brady was sacked on just 14% of plays that he was pressured on. Um, That is seventh best among qualifying quarterbacks, meaning when you're putting pressure on these guys, when there's a bad offensive line and you are rushing six guys or more, they were handling it just fine and they were making the necessary adjustments. What they were essentially doing was keeping defenses honest, saying, hey, we don't have a great offensive line. But don't blitz us, because we will we will burn you on it. We will open up that coverage. We will find the hole, and we will make the play. And we'll do it in less than two and a half seconds, and you will not have time to react. So that was really impressive. But again, the offensive line does need to get better. While the Patriots managed around a poor offensive line really impressively, it's still equated in some really bad numbers. For starters, five of his eight interceptions last year that Brady threw came on pressured plays, where they really need to get some help. In fact, on downs where they were pressured, Brady threw just five touchdowns and had a passer rating of 55%. So you can tell he was getting the ball off in time as to not get sacked, uh, but he was not able to do anything really worth doing. And that is a major problem. One of the other big keys being times they were getting rushed the most was third downs. And he was keeping his completion percentage up and his sacks down when being pressured, But it wasn't really equating to anything because oftentimes it would be third and 10 and he would complete a five yard pass and the guy would get tackled and boom no first down it looks okay in the stat book but ultimately they needed to move the chains so for me the biggest problem the patriots need to address is their offensive line i fully believe that and i fully believe that they will they have for many many years consistently had one of the best offensive lines in the nfl it's just what the patriots do it's something that belichick has always emphasized so that for me right there is almost a given i'm excited to see what they make for adjustments this offseason but let's also talk about it because i don't think brady's season was as bad as many people think uh, when we look at the numbers, um, as I just said, Brady didn't actually play that horrible. For starters, one of the big kind of mantras that I continually heard all season long from people in the industry, from fantasy analysts, from reporters, from coaches, just about everyone, I heard people say things like, Brady just doesn't have the arm he used to have. Brady is less accurate. I kept hearing people say, wow, do you see Brady missed that throw? That's very un-Brady-like. But I don't necessarily know how that true how true that is. Um, When we look at it, Tom Brady threw eight interceptions in 2019. That's actually a really solid number. Not only did 17 quarterbacks throw more picks than him, excuse me, 16 quarterbacks threw more picks than him, one uh, being, I think, Jacoby Brissett threw eight as well, so they tied. But Anyways, um, so he was far and away in the top half of the NFL as far as interceptions go. So good for him. That's absolutely great. Uh, But that's not just great against other, or not great, but good. That's not just good against other quarterbacks in the NFL. That's good against the high standards of Tom Brady. Remember, we're comparing Tom Brady to himself, who has been historically one of the greatest and most successful quarterbacks of all time. So when you look at this, in 14 of his 17 starting seasons, Brady has thrown eight or more picks. So eight picks is really not bad. That's not any more inaccurate. That's not any more mistakes. That's nothing terrible from him as a whole. It's really not that bad. And at the beginning of the season, Brady started off hot. Did you know that Tom Brady started the year, he threw seven touchdowns in his first three games? He started red hot. They struggled because of injuries, they struggled because not only you get injured, but also teams make some adjustments and it's hard to counter those adjustments when you don't have the talent. Um, But through those first three games, he was fourth among quarterbacks in passing touchdowns. The only guys ahead of him, uh, we look at Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes and Matt Ryan all of which really is an unfair comparison. They have better weapons than him. Matt Ryan, he's got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, Devonta Freeman. That's a stud cast right there. And for part of the season, they had Mohamed Sanu as well. We look at Pat Mahomes. He's got Damian Williams out of the backfield, stud, best in the NFL, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Man, those are some great weapons as well. What about Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper? Jason Witten. Jason Witten's not an elite tight end, but he's certainly better than anything Brady had. They also got Elliott out of the backfield, who's an underrated pass catching back. And then, of course, uh, Michael Gallup, a stud two wide receiver. And then uh, Randall Cobb for a number three. He was phenomenal as a quote, number three wide receiver for that team. So he started off the year through the first three games competing with quarterbacks that had far better weapons than him and also far better offensive lines. Everyone knows that the Dallas Cowboys have an elite offensive line. And so does the Chiefs. They have a great top six offensive line last season. And so for me, it feels like a really unfair comparison. Again, he starts the year hot and he starts to fade as the season gets, you know, towards the end and they begin to struggle as injuries pile up and teams begin to figure out some of the ways that they've been disguising their issues. But the fact of the matter is, Tom Brady still finished 13th among quarterbacks in fantasy scoring. He was just outside of being a fantasy starter. Like I don't know how you're hitting the panic button on the Patriots dynasty right now. Again, you get some adjustment adjustments, excuse me. Uh, you make a couple of changes to that offensive line, get a better blocker in there. You get yourself a tight end, and, and you develop some wide receivers and get some things figured out. Tom Brady is going to bounce back, and he could very well be a starting, you know, top 12. Fan- fantasy quarterback. Now, all things being said, Brady will be 43 years old. And while I have hyped him up, age is a minor concern. It's not as big of a concern for other quarterbacks as this dude is an absolute health freak. His entire life revolves around two things, football and his uh, TB12, his logo, this little thing that he's doing. And they both are 100% dependent on him in his body. Uh, If he continues to play football well, then football goes well and his business goes well. And he's been an absolute freak. This guy goes on vacation and brings his chef along. And he wakes up at 5 a.m. and works out on vacation and eats his healthy foods. Um, For him, vacation is not like our vacation. He doesn't go tanning on the beach. Uh, He essentially trains for football in a different location. That's pretty much what Brady's vacations look like. Rob talked about heading into this last season, into the 2019 season. And um so I don't wanna talk about it too much, but man, uh this is a guy who's absolutely obsessed. His life revolves around football. And you know, we really saw it. This feels like Tom we saw it when he posted to Instagram. To me, this feels like twenty twenty is gonna be a redemption tour for Brady. Um we saw what he posted, he said himself he feels like he has more to prove. For starters, I don't know if anybody in the NFL has less to prove than Tom Brady. I mean, the man has been more successful than any other, probably professional athlete in any sport ever. Um certainly football. Um, But again, this guy, he's coming back. He is swinging 100%. If you can add some weapons to his arsenal and you can add some support on that, you know, that pass blocking on that offensive line, that's going to be huge. That being said, Tom Brady for us here at the FFP will continue to be ranked outside of the top 12 in fantasy points. Um, heading into 2020 he will not be ranked as a top 12 fantasy quarterback until we get those additions I'm expecting those additions to come I'm expecting the Patriots to make those moves but until it happens we do have to hold off with a little bit of cautiousness or anxiousness I don't know exactly what the term is but you get the point don't jump the gun while we look at the metrics and I'm not nearly as worried about Brady as many other people are the fact of the matter is he does need more help help that he wasn't getting so Guys, I've simply got one question for you. Does this video and the research that I showed you help you feel more confident about Brady heading into this season or not? Do you feel like some of these numbers help support how at least as, how well at least I felt like he played hanging, heading into this year or not? Um, again, this is just speculation and curiousness for me. I want to know, um, did I kind of change your guys' mind or not? Are you still kind of hopping off the hype train for Tom Brady? Or maybe you never left it. Maybe you have been confident in Brady this whole time. But anyways, this has been everything you need to know about Tom Brady heading into 2020. Thank you guys so much for watching. You have a great day and God bless.